Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Living Hope. We're glad that you're here. Uh, all of us gathered in the room, and there's a few people that are watching online. Hello. We're glad that you're here as well. Uh, this is our, our one evening service of the year, and it's kind of funny. I can't see. Oh, hey, you guys are here. Hi. Uh, <laughs> couldn't see you in the dark. Um, yeah, so uh, we, like, we still like to begin our service, I think. Do we have that greeting that we usually use? Yeah. The Lord be with you. Thank you. Uh, we still believe that's true, that the Lord meets us right where we are. That's kind of the point of Christmas. I mean, we're celebrating that, uh, that God met us right where we live. Uh, didn't just come to the important people. Didn't just come to the people who were ready. Uh, came to ordinary folks right in the middle of life, uh, right in the middle of needing him. Uh, God showed up uh, just like he does for us and, uh, and can show up for us tonight. Um, would you bow your heads with me? I'd like to pray for us as we begin. Thank you, God. For the chance tonight to, uh, I don't know, kind of calm our hearts uh, from all the holiday busyness. Uh, for some of us, it's just been running around uh, like crazy. For some of us, it's been kind of grieving the absence of busyness. Uh, God, you know, we, we're coming into this moment from all sorts of different places, all sorts of different experiences of this day, of this weekend, of this holy day. And uh, God, I thank you that wherever we are and whatever we're going through, you meet us here. We are so incredibly grateful. Thank you, God. Meet us in the music. Meet us in the scriptures. Meet us at your table, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I think we start with a song, I think, right? Let's do it. This is how the Gospel writer Luke begins his story in Luke chapter 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. 
This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so the way that tonight's going to go, we're going to have a song and a scripture, and, uh, and I blab for a little bit, and then a song and scripture. Um, boy, what, uh, what clearer picture could there be than that, that section of Luke's gospel that, uh, that Jesus comes to us right, right where we live? I mean, this was, these were people who were being pushed around <laughs> by the people in charge, being told, uh, hey, you've got you to gotta take a, a trip uh, for tax purposes, uh, even though you're just about to have a baby, and so they do. And uh, they're being obedient. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And right in the middle of that, uh, Jesus shows up. Um, he meets us in the middle of difficulty. I know for some, some of us, Christmas can be a really tricky time because, uh, you know, we see the, the way it's supposed to look, you know, whether, it's, uh, whether your example is uh, Christmas movies or uh, is the old Christmas paintings or just some influencer on Instagram who seems to have it all together. Uh, most of us, our lives don't look like that much at all. And uh, it can be a really tricky time for us. And we kind of wonder, well, is this holiday for me? Is, is Jesus here for me <laughs> with what I'm going through? Um, isn't what I'm going through proof that Jesus isn't here? No, that's, that's not the case. Uh, it's right in the midst sometimes of what we're going through that, that Jesus meets us and shows up just like he did uh, that day 2,000 years ago. Let's sing another one. The story continues. 
That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by his sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, almost every time an angel shows up in the story of the Bible, they have to start out by saying, hey, don't, don't be afraid, don't freak out, uh, because people freak out. I would freak out if an angel all of a sudden showed up, you know, right here, right in front of us with uh, some news to announce. And, uh, and the shepherds, I'm, I'm sure, did as well. Um, when I was a uh, when I was a kid, uh, growing up, our church did like a little teen musical or something, you know, where we sang songs and acted out the, the story and all that stuff. But, uh, but this one was like brought up into the, the present day. And so instead of shepherds, we were, uh, I think we were auto mechanics. And uh, evidently we were working late, you know, when the angels showed up and told us uh, about the, the baby being born. Um, these are the people that the angels come to and, and they bring uh, exciting news. Um, the language that they're using about good news that will bring great joy to all the people. Uh, some of this language uh, harkens back to Old Testament prophets and things that they've been anticipating. I mean, we sang about that earlier, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Uh, this idea of, of looking forward to the day when God will uh, fulfill his promises he's made to his people. Um, but some of it also echoes language that the Romans were using about the, uh, the Roman emperors uh, when they would have a great military victory or, uh, or eventually when a new Roman emperor uh, was born, uh, they would use similar language about this is good news. This is a, a gospel. This is a good news that they're proclaiming to the empire that uh, a new emperor has been born or that the victory has been won and we finally brought peace by wiping out everybody else. Uh, that was the way they brought peace in those days. And Jesus shows up bringing peace in a very different way. Uh, Jesus shows up... Um, with a very different claim to the throne than that of the Roman emperor. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't rule because he can overwhelm by force. He rules by his willingness to love, even the unlovable, to, to go places where um, others weren't willing to go. Uh, it was the power of his love and his willingness to suffer uh, rather than um, his willingness to inflict suffering on others that showed that he truly was the, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the prince of peace. This was good news that would bring great joy to all people. Um, and I hope it brings great joy to you. I hope it brings great joy to your neighbors. Uh, sometimes we Christians um, give Jesus kind of a bad rap. Uh, you know, our, somebody, uh, somebody finds out, oh, a Christian's moved in next door, and their response ought to be, oh, good. You know, this is somebody who's going to be gracious and kind and patient. This is someone who's going to go out of their way uh, to be a, a good neighbor, to love their neighbor. It's kind of at the heart of their creed. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, someone finds out a Christian moved in next door, and their response is, oh, great. You know, they're going to be judgmental. Uh, they're going to they're look down their noses at us. Um, when they pull out of the driveway on Sunday morning, they're going to shake their heads at us, you know, not pulling out of our driveway, you know, doing something different on Sunday or uh, at the kind of party we threw Saturday night or whatever. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if our, our neighbors were excited uh, that a Christian had moved in next door because, because we were bringing great joy, uh, because we were living out this good news, because we were living lives that looked like Jesus. Sorry, sorry, I'm not supposed to be preaching. All right, let's sing another song.
When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone that what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I love that part of the story in part because uh, it shows us that the, the shepherds had to respond in some way. You know, they'd seen this, they'd seen this amazing vision of angels uh, announcing this good news, great joy, it would be for everyone. And uh, this, is how, this is how you know it's true. You'll go, you'll find a baby lying in a manger, and then they face the choice. Well, what do we do with this? We've, we've heard the news that God and his love has finally sent the Messiah, the anointed one, the king. Uh, he's finally going to make things right. What do you, what do, you do with that? Um, they decided, hey, let's go. Let's see. Let's see if this is true or not. And sure enough, it was true. That's the kind of response I, I hope that all of us will have. Of you know, me, personally, you, uh, that when we hear good news, uh, hey, good news, God loves you. <laughs> good news, there, there's a God who rules this world. And even though things might look dark sometimes, even though things can be difficult, God is still there. God is still with you, and he loves you so much. He gave his son, you know. We hear this good news. Uh, good news. It doesn't matter what kind of a mess you've made of your life. God still loves you. And he sent his son not just to be a cute little baby in a manger, but but one day to confront the powers of evil and sin and death and to defeat them by his own death and resurrection. It's good news. What do we do with it? You know, we could just hear it and think, yep, I believe that. Check. <laughs> Check it off my list. You know, I believe that's true. Um, the shepherds didn't do that. They didn't just say, oh, cool. You know, God's doing something. They said, let's, let's see. Let's investigate. I, I know we... We come from all kinds of different backgrounds, different experiences with church, with God, with religion, with faith. And, uh, and the same is true for all of your neighbors. You know, some of those neighbors who are disappointed to see a Christian move in is probably because some Christian, you know, really soured them on it. Yeah, the whole thing at some point. Um, or maybe it was them. <laughs> maybe they were, the, they were the Christian at some point who was being an annoyance to their neighbors. Uh, <clears throat> we've all been in different places. Uh, my hope is that when we hear good news, that that God's love can, can change our lives, that God's love can change our families, our communities, our workplaces, our schools, um, that he can transform everything by his presence, by his life, by his love. When we hear this good news, my hope is that we investigate, that we ask questions, that we don't keep our questions to ourselves, but we get them out there and we ask them and we, and we chase them down and we uh, wrestle them to the ground if we have to, to, to try to find some answers and to try to find out what's true, what's real. Uh, because that is where Jesus meets us, uh, right where things are true, right where things are real. Not in some make-believe land of uh, everything's fine. Uh, yeah, he meets us in the reality of our questions and our doubts and everything else. And uh, that's why I'm thankful for this part of the story. Uh, the, angels, uh, the angels give the good news and the shepherds have to respond in some way, and they do. They investigate, and what do you know? It's true. Uh, this church and churches all around uh, the world tonight are, uh, are filled with people that, have, that would say, yep, me too. I investigated. I asked my tough questions. I looked to see, God, can you really forgive a scumbag like me? And they found out, yeah, God can. He really can turn a life around. He really can uh, change a person. He really can transform a, a family, a community. Uh, thanks be to God for his amazing grace uh, that can transform our lives and uh, his, give us the strength we need uh, when times are difficult. Uh, it is good news, and it really is true. If you're finding yourself in that place where you're full of questions, you're full of doubts, you're full of uncertainties, you're here because you got dragged here, or you're being forced to watch this right now because somebody's making you or whatever, uh, <clears throat> go ahead and investigate. Go ahead and ask your tough questions. And if you're asking them and someone's saying, oh, you shouldn't ask questions like that, uh, just don't listen to them, okay? Just ask your questions anyway. Find someone that you can ask those questions out to and, and uh, have those conversations. Search for the truth. Search for what's real because uh, that's where Jesus uh, will meet you. Um, 
I think this next song's somewhere, something, something along those lines. Anyway. <laughs> Pastor Judy reads the next uh, section of scripture. We've been looking at this story from, from Luke's gospel. Uh, I mentioned this morning that, uh, you know, we, we often mash together kind of Luke's story about the angels and the shepherds and all of that, and, and Matthew's story about the wise men and the star and, and that whole bit, which we did already in some of the songs. We've, we've mashed those together, and we mash them together in our nativity scenes, our Christmas cards, and, and all the rest. And, and this morning, we, we added in the, the dragon uh, from Revelation chapter 12 uh, that we were talking about that really ought to be in all of our, our little nativity scenes. I don't think they sell them that way but um but uh john who wrote revelation we think it's the same guy also wrote the gospel according to john um and uh and he starts his story as he's telling the story of how jesus shows up uh he tells in a very different way in the beginning the word already existed the word was with god and the word was god he existed in the beginning with god god created everything through him and nothing was created except through him The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and he, we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Yeah, it's a very, very different telling. John steps back and takes like a cosmic view and says, he didn't just, this, this one who showed up in a manger uh, wasn't just another baby. <laughs> you know, he was... Uh, he was God in the flesh. He was, he was the, the son of God, the, the word of the father, I think we sang in one of the songs earlier. Uh, that's where that comes from, from John's gospel. That, uh, the, the word of God, the son of God, God made flesh. The word became flesh, made his dwelling among us, lives right here, right where, right where we are. Uh, God speaking, God showing up on the scene. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I think we can 
uh, at Christmas time. We can get it kind of wrapped up in the sentimentality of it all, you know. And, uh, you know, we like, our, we like baby Jesus best, you know, to quote a certain uh, funny movie. Um, we, we, that's the, the Jesus that we're into, you know. It's the Jesus that shows up in the manger and is, looks cute on the table and on the Christmas card. And uh, as long as we can kind of keep him there, uh, we're happy. Um, but, but Jesus doesn't stay there. <laughs> you know, he, he can't. He's, he's born to be king. Uh, he's born to, to be Lord. He's born uh, to, to walk this earth and to invite people to follow him and to learn from him what life looks like, what life could be, what we, can, what we were created to be. It's a beautiful thing, his light shining into our darkness and giving us hope. Uh, his light lighting up our lives and shining through us, bringing light to others. Uh, it is truly a beautiful thing. And um, yeah, I hope that you get to experience that. Uh, I, maybe, maybe now is the, is the perfect time to be thinking about it, uh, Christmas time. You know, to be thinking, boy, is this really true? To do some of that investigating. You know, let it spark your interest. Uh, boy, could it be true what this pastor standing up there saying? Uh, that Jesus was more than just a, a guy who lived a couple thousand years ago. That maybe he really was God in the flesh somehow. <laughs> the mystery of that. Uh, coming to experience our human life and, and uh, in all of its ugliness and brokenness and mess and sin. And by his life and death and resurrection defeating the powers of sin and death, setting us free, making a new kind of life possible for us. Could it really be true? Uh, I'm convinced that it is. <laughs> I'm kind of staking my life on it. Um, my life and whatever comes after this life, I'm, I'm staking that on the, this all being true, this being more than just a, a good story uh, to listen to Linus read on the Peanuts Christmas special uh, or to, to show up and to hear at a candlelight Christmas Eve service. Uh, that this story really is true, that God really has uh, invaded our space, uh, come to where we are to, to rattle our cage, to, to shake us up, to, to keep us from just continuing on the road that we've always been on. Uh, he comes to kind of unsettle things for us. I mean, that's what will happen if you investigate, if you look, if you, if you look to see, is this real? Is there something to this? You'll, you'll find your assumptions being challenged. You'll find your life being messed with uh, in the best kinds of ways. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, all right, there is one uh, very well-known verse from John's Gospel just a couple chapters later that I think, do we have that on the screen? Yeah, you've, you've probably heard this one before, right? For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Uh, if your experience of religion has been uh, a whole lot of condemnation, a whole lot of judgy, judgerson, you know, neighbors or whatever, uh, looking down their nose at you, that's not what Jesus came to do. He didn't come to condemn anyone. When, when Jesus rubbed shoulders with ordinary messed up people like us, uh, with dirty, rotten sinners, he, they, they weren't repulsed by him. They were drawn to him. Uh, because he was that perfect blend of grace and truth. He tells us the uncomfortable truth we need to hear, and he gives us the grace to know that we are loved in spite of our failures, in spite of the, how far we still have to, to go, how much we still need to grow. Uh, he is with us every step of the way. Uh, it truly is a beautiful thing. We're going to, uh, in just a moment, we're going to celebrate communion together. And uh, the way we do that here at Living Hope is uh, I'll be here with a basket of bread and a cup of juice. And uh, as we sing a couple of songs, we're gonna, you're going to be invited to come forward, take bread from the basket, dip it in the juice, and eat it, and then return to your seats. Uh, it's open to all of us who are saying yes to Jesus, uh, all of us who are uh, coming to him to see, is this real? You know, um, I take that back. It's to all of us who are saying, you know what, I think there might be something to this. God, please, help me to find the truth. <laughs> if you're really here, meet me here. Give me that grace. Forgive my sins. Lead me into this beautiful life uh, that you have for me. If you're saying something like that to Jesus today, then you're, you're welcome to join us at his table. Uh, but first, um, can we bow our heads? Let's, let's pray together. 
Thank you again, God, for the amazing love that you have shown us in the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this season that reminds us uh, that into the darkest times, these, these days where it seems like the days are super short and the nights are super long, and sometimes, God, that reflects the experience, our experience of life, uh, where it seems to be uh, the, the, the scales are tipping in the direction of pain or of grief or loneliness or frustration or whatever. Some of us, God, we... Uh, we like Christmas, but if we think about Jesus too much, we start to we start to feel a little guilty. We start to feel a little twinge of like, yeah, I know. There's things I ought to be changing. There's things I ought to be doing differently. And, and today, God, I pray that you would help us just to be open to you speaking to us. That it wouldn't be the voice of some some pastor from long ago or some disappointed <laughs> parent or coach or teacher or whatever that whatever that voice might be that kind of rattles around in our heads or in our hearts that tells us we're not good enough or tells us we're not worthy or whatever it might be. God, instead, would you help us to hear your voice, to see the face of Jesus looking our way, that we might hear the angel saying to us, this is good news. This is going to bring you great joy. This isn't about judging you. This is about saving you. This is about rescuing you, helping you to experience a new kind of life that, that you were created to live in all of its fullness and all of its joy. Help us, God. Help us to, to see your face, to hear your voice, to meet you at, at your table. We are so grateful, Jesus, that you held nothing back, but out of love for us, you gave your life for us. Tonight, we, uh, we offer these gifts of bread and juice to you, and we pray that by your Holy Spirit's presence here, we might meet our crucified and risen Savior in his body and in his blood, remembering the great price that was paid, remembering that he didn't stay a baby in a manger, but that he came to powerfully overcome sin and death and the devil out of love for us. God, in response, we offer you ourselves, admitting our need for your mercy and grace, acknowledging that we have not done this thing perfectly. There are so many ways that we have not loved you with all that we are. We've not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We've been that Christian that other people were, were uh, annoyed by, or, or we've been the farthest thing from Christian you can imagine. God, we, we acknowledge today that we need your mercy and your grace. We need you to lead us. Jesus, we need you to be more than just a baby in a manger. We need you to, to be our Lord, to be our King, to lead us into the life that you created us to live. So thank you. Thank you that all you expect of us is to be honest, to admit, to confess our sins, and you are faithful and just. You forgive us our sins, and you, you wash us clean, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You embrace us as your children. You give us the, the spirit of Christ to empower us, to lead us, to help us to know that we really are your kids. Thank you, God. Thank you. We pray all of this uh, in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Pastor Judy, would you like to come down and, and, and help me serve? And just as we sing, you're invited to come and trip over a neighbor and, and come forward and take, take bread and dip it in the juice and eat it and return to your seats. Let's, let's celebrate.
now we come to the part of the service that I've been waiting the whole time for. Like, man, when do we get to light stuff on fire? Um, the candle represents Christ's presence among us. And uh, there was a particular verse back in the middle of that reading from John's gospel uh, where it said, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Uh, that, is, that is important for us to, uh, to kind of internalize and to realize that that really is true. Uh, that whatever darkness we might be experiencing, uh, whatever darkness we might be called to walk into on, on the behalf of someone else, uh, there's a light shining in that darkness that the darkness can never extinguish. That Christ is present there, right in, right in the middle of that. And uh, these, these candles symbolize that. So as we sing this next song, uh, we are going to pass the flame from person to person. And uh, I see some of you trying to light them off those candles on your tables. Those don't, you can't do that. Sorry, those are battery operated, just one, one candle in the place. So I'm going uh, to begin passing this from person to person as we, as we sing this last song. trying to walk back up to the front. Okay, I think I made it. Um, yeah, so these little candles remind us of, uh, of the light of Christ that goes with us. You know, it, it doesn't just stop here. Uh, even though we're going to, in a minute, blow these candles out, <laughs> we're not going to carry it out and try to keep this flame lit the whole way home. Uh, the light of Christ, if you're following Christ, I mean, the, the light of Christ is within you. The life of Christ is within you. And uh, when there are people crying out in the darkness to God, wondering, God, do you care? Uh, guess how God's going to answer that prayer? 
He's going he's gonna to cause one of you to cross their path. And, and he's going to work through you to bring that person the, the help that they need, the encouragement they need, the, the hope, the, the joy, whatever it might be. Uh, that's a great responsibility. Um, but it's a responsibility that comes with the, the power to, to make good on it. Uh, he's present with us. He's not asking you to do something. He's just asking you to let him work through you, to let, your, to let his light shine through you, uh, to make a difference in the world. The, the, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. This is, uh, this is what we live with. This is uh, the, the hope that we have, the hope that we carry with us uh, as we leave this place. Uh, oh, and uh, sorry, I'm going to go ahead and blow mine out. You can yours too if you want, or you can keep it lit for a little bit longer. Uh, but I need to pick this up with my other hand. Um, one uh, expression of that, if this helps you to do that, uh, out there, uh, we had people donate a whole mess of cookies, kind of too many, honestly. Uh, but So we've got a whole lot of these little boxes of cookies out there. And in the top is just a little note saying Merry Christmas to Living Hope. And it's got our phone number if they need, you know, want to reach out to us or something. Um, but it's just saying we hope this brings you uh, some of the joy of Christmas and uh, a little assortment of cookies. And I hope that you'll take some, uh, not for yourself, you know, but but for someone that you know, someone in your orbit, someone uh, that your light needs to touch, the light of Christ needs to touch through you, um, maybe it's going to be somebody that's, that's working the holiday, you know, and you're grateful that they're at that gas station so that you could fill up with gas or, or that f- fast food restaurant or, uh, or they're working as police, fire, whatever. Um, or maybe it's one of your neighbors. Maybe it's a family member. I mean, maybe it's you. <laughs> maybe you take one of these and you think, I, I need this. I need to be reminded that someone cares this time of year. Uh, so please, uh, take one of these with you as you go. Uh, but first, uh, let me pray for us one more time. Thank you, God. Thank you for the grace that you give us in your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you uh, that you send your good news to ordinary, messed up people like us so that we can find hope and help and grace and life in you. Help us to live in this world as, as your kids, as the body of Christ, filled with the spirit of Christ, carrying your hope and your love, your joy to the people that you, that you send us to. Shine your light in the darkness, in, in our darkness and, and through us, in the darkness that surrounds us. Uh, you are so good, God. Thank you for being present in our lives. Thank you for being present everywhere we go. There is no place you're going to send us uh, tonight, this week, this in this coming new year. Uh, there is no place we're going to go that you're not already present and at work, and that we get to just partner with you in, uh, in the work you're doing. We are so grateful, God. Thank you. Thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, now, um, oops, mine's opening up. Um, you can blow those out if you'd like, uh, and, uh, and if you want, you can leave them on your table. There's a little basket in the back as you walk out the door before you grab the cookies. Uh, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit um, be with us all and go with you as you go into this holiday season and into this new year. Amen.